1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Guess who I chatted to this week? Who did you chat to? Calvin
2: Harris and Robbie Williams. Oh my goodness. Like, not one on to name earth? drop. <laughs> but just straight away in the first three seconds of recording. It's exciting. <laughs> a part of me wanted to, like, blurt out, I had posters of you all over my wall, Robbie. But I managed to keep a lid on it. But he he's so rock and roll. He's such a nice, like... Free spirit. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can imagine he's nice because we obviously had his wife on the podcast, didn't we, a while yeah. ago? And she was so fab. Did you manage to get him signed up to come on? Well, I have
1: had a chat with him and I have said that when um ada came on she promised us that you would do it and he was like did she and i was like yes so <laughs> i've sort of told a fib but i feel like it's a fib for the better good what do you think right,
2: well that's the most important thing that so as long as he's coming on and you <laughs> that doesn't bother me how you got there i'm not i'm not too worried about That's settled then <laughs> brilliant we will be in touch <laughs> as long as you got the good. how are you george yeah i'm good i'm really good i survived our camper van trip so that was good and unexpected oh my
1: god yeah
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to try and get you on one and we'll do it. Maybe just, I think three nights is enough with small Mm -hmm. kids. Three nights, it was fantastic. We used um, a company called Staycation Scotland. And actually, I now realize how luxurious they are in comparison to some others. Because it had everything like Wi-Fi and a cooker and and a hob and a kettle and electricity. And heating, and all these things that I didn't really realise wow. how lucky we were to have. So yeah, that it was great and a, and a really good um like step into that kind of camping entry thing. level
1: entry, entry level camping level. trip. Did you drive to
2: campsites? Yes, we drove to campsites. Um, there's, there was one I really liked, but some of them I really didn't like. Um, I don't like feeling like hemmed in. But I don't know what to look for because when you go on these websites, like looking for campsites, you're like, oh, look, there's one field. Oh, look, there's another field. <laughs> what is the what is the difference between the two of these then? I feel like they yeah, need to have like, a live stream so you can see like what yes. the vibe of the campsite is. But anyway, we had a really good time and the kids really loved it. Um so we'll definitely do it again. Tell me that you
1: sung round a campfire, kumbaya, whilst you roasted marshmallows.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you that, <laughs> but I'll be lying.
1: <laughs> well, it's great to have you back. I've bloody um, missed you.
2: Yeah, it's nice to be back. I've had a bit of a um,
1: uh, confusing time with my um, hormones since you've been gone. Oh, Basically, gosh. been suffering from like savage brain fog. I ha- I was really ill last week. I had these horrible like red bumps and lumps around the back of my throat I did three COVID tests wasn't COVID I just was very run down um so that was one thing and then I had this intense brain fog and I think it was to do with the fact that I maybe haven't got quite the right balance right with my patches yet you know I've changed over and uh, f- with my HRT yeah. and I'm using these um y- 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 dots um or estradots. I think they're called but basically I was just going on air and not really being able to hear properly not being able to I was getting my words muddled up I couldn't finish sentences I was trying to search for the words that weren't coming, had a really stressful couple of t- couple of days on air. Luckily, my brain cells and the cogs have started to work properly today. So today was the first day I really felt like I was getting back into my stride, but it's been really, really knocking my confidence.
2: That is really scary. And I yeah. think Probably a lot of people and a lot more people than you think will relate to that. But I yeah. don't know if it's a thing after kids as well, like your hormones and stuff. But I've, yeah. heard, I've heard a lot of people talking about it and actually like going to, and thinking, do you know what? No, this is, this is not normal. I need to go and get some help for it because it's not normal. Like I feel like I forget things all the time and it's yeah. quite scary yeah. like even Axel will remind me he'll be like no no no, you did do that and I'm like no 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 I definitely didn't and then I realized oh shit I did and I don't I genuinely have no recollection like zero it's worrying it's what so worrying it?
1: and I actually said to Zozo, I think maybe as well I want to go and have a, a, um, a brain scan just in case there's anything going on that I've missed because I felt like I had sort of Early onset dementia. I mean, I was walking into rooms, not knowing what I was doing in the rooms, opening up, you know, cupboards and searching for ingredients and not knowing what I was looking for, getting washing machine, dishwasher, you know, tumble dryer mixed up. It was just happening thick and fast. And it's very confusing. You feel very isolated and really freaked out. So I'm hoping I've spoken to my doctor, I'm hoping that we've done a few tweaks. And actually, someone sent me a message about testosterone saying, Are you taking testosterone? It can give you a bit of clarity. But um, I need to do some more research on it because I, I, I don't know whether it gives you things like, you know, hairy face or – I just didn't – I don't know what the side effects are.
0: Yeah.
2: God, that – do you know It's so interesting. It's weird that you've said that as well because I've been hearing a lot about it recently. Right. Um, and I know that it's definitely something that comes with, like, the menopause and when, you know, different, yeah. taking different hormone tablets. But obviously, it must something else as well like there must i don't know like maybe it's having a baby maybe it's age maybe it's stress might be stress levels stress so and tiredness up, yeah. yeah you're getting up at ridiculous o'clock which lots of parents are as well um and maybe that's, m- maybe that's what does it, like sleep deprivation. And also, you, I think when you do the the early breakfast, you're not used to it. It's not like you're doing it all year round and your body clock is that. It's mm. like you do it for stints, don't you? So it, it's almost like being jet lagged, I guess.
1: Oh, totally. I haven't been able to train either. You're getting up at 4.30 and I'm like, woohoo, let's go. <laughs> and then I come back on the train at 12 and I'm like... setting alarms so that I don't end up in Portsmouth but um, (laughs) luckily I got back today. Uh, Now let's get into the chat because it was a really beautiful conversation with such a beautiful soul um, when we recorded. I loved talking to her. She's like proper kind of daytime TV royalty as well I mean oh, I've yeah. watched her on my screens for like 20 years she's a ledge isn't she?
2: Yeah she's one of those people that makes you feel really calm and comfortable and almost I guess you, you not hang on her every word but a little bit like she's got this real aura about her that's very mm. calming and yeah just makes you feel really relaxed but actually what she's uh, so much of what she said really resonated Yeah, um, and I think she's doing incredible stuff for women
1: Yeah and actually to walk away from her you know such a primetime role on telly yeah. hosting one of the biggest shows on daytime tv and sort of really wake up to the fact that she was struggling she calls it her face plant moment and actually talk about it in such an honest and real way we really really respected her for that and um want to say the biggest thank you because it was a great conversation uh, georgia let's get into it who are we chatting to today we are chatting
2: to andrea mclean
1: So, a conversation that we are so excited to get into today. Uh, somebody that both Georgia and I have watched on our TV screens for a very long time. Uh, she is now CEO and co-founder of Mindset App. This girl is on fire. She's a multiple Sunday Times bestselling author. Uh, she's a brand ambassador, yeah, all-round legend, hero. Also, a mum. She's got they've got four between them. Uh, we can't wait for this conversation today. Let's welcome Andrea McLean to the podcast.
3: Oh, thank you for having me. And can you just follow me around, giving me? amazing intros to everything that I do because that was really (laughs) nice thank you It was. I'm your fluffer that's so good we could all do with one
2: yeah I'd like one of those can you put an (laughs) advert up for that housekeeper (laughs) fluffer
1: Georgia that's what I've been doing for you for the last four or five years so that's all right yeah
2: how are you anyway Andrea
3: good I'm good I'm I'm you know it's so funny because you you run around like a headless chicken most of the time um And then you get the chance to do stuff like these. And it's, it's just so nice because you just kind of breathe out and go, well, this is going to be nice. Just going to sit and have a lovely conversation. This is on the days we think, Oh, I love my job. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah. These are the nice moments, aren't they? When, like you said, you can just sit down and actually have a conversation with people. Can we just say that you are without a doubt the person with the snazziest backdrop? Um, we love what you've done there.
3: (laughs) Do you know, it's so funny. It's so clever because it's literally the tiniest little room. This is my office at home. It's where I, you know, do all my writing, do all my stuff for This Girls on Fire. And it's I call it my Harry Potter room under the stairs because it's so little. <laughs> um but what I've done is I just a friend of mine um is she works for a wallpaper company and I rang her and went, Leanne. I need something that's really snazzy. And she was like, babe, I know exactly what you need. And she, she ordered this for me, this amazing wallpaper. And then I just got a sign made. Literally, if I turn the camera either way, I'm practically in a box. And this corner
0: <laughs> yeah. works so well.
2: <laughs> and you've got your mic in a plant pot, which is a new trick for us because I always yeah. have mine on a pillow and maybe yeah. I'll look for a plant pot now. So Yeah,
1: I've got mine <laughs> on a handbag today. So we're, we're all the same types of women, which I love. We are. <laughs> It's so funny, isn't it? Sometimes we're like filming content or, you know, filming bits and pieces with the kids or whatever. And then someone will message me going, I love the fact that you've just got your loo in the background with the seat up. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's just reality of life. There aren't snazzy send, backdrops send where I live. No. <laughs> Can we kick off the podcast by talking about This girl's On Fire? Tell us about it. Gosh, This
3: girl's On Fire. Wow. Um, do you know, it started as this little online blog that I I started four years ago. I just wanted to carry on helping women. I was answering their DMs and, you know, trying to lots of, I, I guess I just have a way about me that lots of women would just sort of approach me on Instagram and Facebook and this sort of thing and just say, what do you think I should do about this? Or I'm having problems with this. So I was answering people and then I realized this is not sustainable because there's it's, yeah. I mean, a lot of, lot of people. And, um, Yeah. So Nick and I decided to set up this website. I say Nick and I, I went, Nick, how do you set up a website? And he Mm -hmm. went on Squarespace and we, we set the thing up and then it just kind of grew and grew. And then I realized it was costing me more and more money to run. Cause by then I now had, I was employing writers to write and experts to come in and really, again, give amazing information for women. And I was turning down adverts and sponsors and all this because I wanted to keep it this really clean, pure space. And it was free to the world, but not free to me to run. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's very well documented. Obviously, I the year I face-planted, which is what I call now, I had a breakdown and I've just burnt out. And part of that, not all of it, but part of it was to do with when This Girl's on Fire first started because I was running around, like said Headless Chicken, taking any other jobs just to keep funding this Girls on Fire. So we were like, right, stop. What do we need to do? I thought, I need to make it into a community. I need to make it into something where I'm not just putting information out there and hoping it helps. I want the women to all talk to each other. So Mm. I thought, you know what? I'm going to take this thing, this thing that we have, our phone, that is a habit that we have, that we literally stand in the queue in Starbucks. And while we're waiting for our name to be called, we pick our phone up and we start scrolling. 9 times out of 10 what we scroll makes us feel a bit sick, a bit angry, a bit insecure and you kind of your shoulders start going down I thought how can I take that and make it a positive experience I'm going to merge it all together and I'm going to put this girls on fire into an app so that now instead of clicking on it's it's all habit the icon you click on on your phone when you're standing in the queue in the coffee shop it's just a habit I'm going to turn that habit to something really positive and that's where this girls on fire is now it's it's now an app and it's just full of bursting at the seams full of great content and classes and coaching and everything you need to just help you on your on your human journey
2: i mean absolutely incredible what's like What sort of discussions are people having on there? And I guess what kind of advice were people coming to you for?
3: Most so it's it's for women, so it's it's called This Girl Is On Fire and for if if men come across it and think, hang on a minute, that's not fair, what about men? This guy's on fire is going to be launching before the end of the year because it's really important to me that we sort of it would be an imbalance if you purely raise sort of, you know, one up and not the other. In terms of what people come to us for, most people most people operate from a place of fear we we're either we're keeping running because either we're too scared to change we're too scared to leave we're too scared to go for something that actually we'd really want but we 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 think we're not good enough uh we think we're afraid that people are going to judge us so there's two things really people come to me because they want to learn how to stop being afraid of whatever it, it is and two is because they don't feel like they're enough they don't feel like they're good enough or smart enough, capable enough and clever enough. And all I do is uh, is gent really gently because anyone who knows me knows I'm actually a very I'm a very gentle person. I'm not a mm. shouty kind of you know. This is not like boot camp for the brain. We do call it a gym for the mind, but it is the reason for that is because when you go into a gym, some days. You're feeling like, you know, I'm feeling quite strong. I'm going to lift weights today. And other days, you're thinking, you know, what I could just do with a stretch. So, all mm-hmm. I do is I offer them just different classes and things. So, there's, and they're all pre recorded. Reason for that is I realize everyone's busy and you can just watch it at your own time. And it's that the classes are conversations that I have with experts who will talk you through so many takeaways, so many tips on anything to do with rethinking anxiety understanding imposter syndrome, understand it. And most of it is understanding rather than overcoming. None of this is a quick fix. It's about understanding. Why do I feel the way I do? Okay. Now what can I do to reshape the way that I view this thing that I see as a, as a problem? And in terms of fear, how can I learn to walk alongside it? There's no kind of Shouty, you're going to learn how to smash fear. And in seven days, you're going to be awesome. And then you're going to (laughs) take off the world. It's there is no finish line. You this is just about keeping going, keeping going. And I'm here and I'm cheerleading you. And I'm just going to I'm there by your side. So that's what people, that's why they join and that's what they can expect.
1: And we are, I guess, maybe 18 months further down the line than we were when we went into lockdown, you know, 2020 March, that that infamous month. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing uh, a lot more people kind of realising their emotions now, uh, you know, uh, 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 now that we're sort of out of it and people are really tapping into what that did to them, the effect that it had on them? Because we, we're hearing it a lot on maybe by yeah. the DMs that are coming in, you know, the, mm. the, the knock-on effect has been huge with a lot of people
3: i'm one of the the hundreds of thousands of people who i mean clearly i didn't know it at the time who took part in the what's it called is it called the great resignation is that what it is well, there's a there's a term for it that's being used for basically all these yeah. people around yeah. the world who looked around and went what am i doing you know, yeah. that I only get one life and am I le- leading it the way that I want? And so I decided to make changes. I mean, clearly when I did it, I wasn't looking around at what anyone else was doing. I was just thinking of, of me and where I was. So from my perspective, you know, I I had got to a point where I realized I couldn't carry on doing two jobs at the same time. I needed to go all in on the, on this Girls on Fire, but I was doing loose women at that, at that time. And the pandemic made me see that there are people who are way smarter than me, made all these calculated business decisions about where they thought their business would be. And then bam, out of nowhere, a pandemic happened and everything changed. And I realized, well, if they're so smart and they made those decisions, why am I waiting for this perfect moment? Actually, no, this is proving you only get one life. And if this is what you really want to do, then you need to do it. And I don't know whether it's going to work or not, but I need to do it. So that was where I was. Mm. What I found... Is you know you're you're asking other as to whether people are coming to that realize, realization now we're out the other side. I think what we're finding is many many people came to that realization while we were still within it, but were were too afraid to make any changes because the world was a very fearful place. Yeah, but if we take ourselves back, it was it was a terrifying time. It was so unknown and so unsettling, and. The idea of making any kind of change was the antithesis of what we we at our core felt we needed. Really, we wanted everything to go back to how it was. Nobody move. Just come on. We want we want our life back. So actually, the thought of flipping things and making a change was too big. So I agree with you, whereas mm. some people might have done what I did and, and felt the opposite, which is, no, actually, I need to jump now. Some people thought, you know, hold, hold tight. Wait, let's ride this through. And then now I'm gonna start emerging and making changes. And mm-hmm. But again, the, the, the fears don't change. The reservations don't change. The imposter syndrome doesn't change unless you do something about it. So I've had some women um, approach me during the pandemic because they felt as I did and they wanted to harness what I had. Teach me how to be brave, I wanna do what you did. And then I've had others coming to me now saying, okay, now I'm, now I'm ready. No, I'm what, show me yeah. what. To do. mm, I don't yeah. know if
2: you guys feel this, but I didn't feel like I, you know, the whole pandemic hugely impacted me. I was kind of okay until now, and I look back and I'm like, wow, actually, I have really changed as a person, and also I kind of miss some little elements of it. I miss. I think I just jumped straight back in as soon as we could and got back to normal life and now i look back and i'm like oh no i actually really missed that slower pace of life and what can i do about it and how do i get that back again And i think Mm. so many people are probably realizing that now um you know like you say a year in uh, after everything's gone back to normal suddenly longing for that like time again to to change and to breathe and to you know change something in their lives whatever it is
1: -hmm. You feel like you're back on the treadmill now which is interesting isn't it and it's quite difficult to get off when the world woke back up again and everybody went about their daily lives Yeah you're saying that people might have been missing that slower pace of life I I, I think I've been through a huge momentous moment in my life recently where massive change has come in um, and it was more about realising that I needed to stop trying to run away and I think that was the pandemic's effect that any time I got I was like I need to escape I need to go I need to run I need because I felt so contained whereas now I've really put my feet on the ground again and realized what makes me happy what's going on Mm. around me my children my husband my home and it's much it's much more simple again it's not this Mm. need and this desire to run the fear is gone the fear of being like I guess what's the word captured (laughs) you know kind of being forced to stay at home has gone for me now so it's quite a beautiful time it's a beautiful place actually at the moment for me where I feel really grounded for the first time in a long time
3: and you know what's what's fascinating is the three of us sitting here have all had our unique experiences of the of the pandemic mm. and that can be multiplied a million times millionfold mm. because everyone had their own unique experience because for me uh, I didn't my life didn't slow down during the pandemic it became much busier and more intense because um we had we had just made the decision to to launch it wasn't an, an an app there it was in a different in incarnation i suppose uh this girl is on fire in in a certain way uh i think it was a week the week of lockdown wow and obviously it takes months to get to that point we yeah. launched i wanted to help women the way I saw it, saw it was I wanted to help them gain emotional freedom and financial freedom. So I wanted to focus on a community where I was, again, giving them great information and helping them with their personal growth. But I wanted to help them with their financial freedom by helping female entrepreneurs. So we set up this two, it was two platforms that ran side by side. There was a marketplace and the community side. And as we launched the marketplace, the global pandemic hit and everything that we were, um, basically we were, we were representing female entrepreneurs, uh, and every single product that we were selling on our site that was benefiting them. I was using my, my, my fame, my, my platform to benefit, to benefit them. The whole world started giving away for free. Yeah, And so suddenly this, it just didn't work the timing yeah. could not have been more more wrong and obviously we we were counting on this uh this to work because it, it was a business plan it was a, it was a business idea you know the 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 idea was to be a bit like um i suppose like not on the high street but purely focusing on female led businesses but we were also offering them business mentoring and coaching and this sort of thing oh my god crickets tumbleweed because out oh. there were people way more established. Because I was helping people from the, the, you know, right from the bottom up, um, giving it away for free. You can't compete with free, mm-hmm. and there was nothing we could do. We, we tried it for about eighteen months, and in uh, about a year, actually, and then we just had to fold it because it just wasn't wasn't working. I was then writing my third book, plus then I went back to work on Women. And we were trying to run the, it was a website then, not an app. So for me, I was hearing all these reports of, of, of people like exactly what you say, you know, oh, I'm just loving all the free time and the sunbathing because the weather was nice then, if you remember.
2: We say free time. George. I had two small children at what? home. It wasn't that much free yeah, George, time. I was going to say. It was just slower.
3: <laughs> we were podcasting
1: tw- two times a week. Where were, where were yeah. you sunbathing? Because I wasn't, so, I mean, I don't think we were. <laughs> oh my God, no. When
2: I think about it, I mean, slower than having like three jobs. hundred percent racing into just London. one job and two kids totally get it I totally get and
3: and honest but the thing is if if it was the case that your life had totally slowed down that's awesome there's no comparison there's no no, there's there's nothing it it, yours your experience was what it was anyone else's was theirs mine just happened to be to be, be busy and again it, it comes right back to what you know what we're saying it's so fascinating we all had our different experiences and had a different perspective on it for me it was mm. like oh my god i need more arms oh and we're homeschooling and we have four kids between us oh and my gosh we, we foster dogs from battersea and uh that we decided to keep one just before the pandemic so suddenly we had a dog in the mix and it was like oh um
1: but juggle, 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 juggle. You mentioned your faceplant moment, as you called it. Um, I read something this morning. Um, actually, about you and your lovely husband, and he was saying how sad and sorry he felt that he hadn't realised or seen the signs that you were really going through something fairly major. Can you just talk to us about that period and what?
3: Um, yeah, I, I guess what happened in a bit more detail. It was it was a perfect storm. And so it was It was lots of different things came together to, at that exact moment to make that happen. So, yes, I was running around d- literally doing every other job as well as being on Loose Women to keep funding the platform This Girl Is On Fire because I hadn't wanted to take on adverts and sponsorships and this sort of thing. Um, but deep down that wasn't the reason. The, what had happened was in uh, probably – 10 months before i had taken part in celebrity ss uh, who does wins we were the first celebrities to ever done to do it and we were the first group of women to ever be allowed to do it and i was at that time the oldest person to have ever taken part so it was quite a momentous you know thing mm-hmm. we did it for stand up to cancer we did it for charity none of us really knew what we were kind of letting ourselves in for and the reason i did it was was because i thought and i'm not going to win because i'm clearly older and not as strong as, as the people taking part. I'm really curious as to my mental strength. What am I capable of? What am I capable of when people push me beyond my comfort zone? Mm-hmm. And what happened during that, and it was an amazing experience and I'm so glad I did it because the guys are amazing and it changed my life. But what happened was uh, it directly led me to having a breakdown because wow. I had not addressed Many things that had happened to me during my my past, I'd I'd put them in a box and thought I don't want to look at them anymore. That it was it was a really horrible time in my life, and I'm not there now, so I don't need to look at that. And what happened was that box flew open, all those bats flew out, and I couldn't get them back in again. And one of the an- another reason, if I look back on it now with hindsight, that I was keeping myself busier and busier and busier and busier. It was don't think, don't think, stop. Cause you know, your, your mm-hmm. brain's playing whack-a-mole, you know, you're like that. Don't think of that thought. Don't think of that thought. Push down that thought, push down that thought. So I was, I was listening to a lot of motivational podcasts. I was reading a lot of, you know, personal growth books. I was getting up at half five every, every morning I was hitting the gym. I was pushing myself mentally and physically as hard as I possibly could Under the guise of "Yeah, I'm growing. I'm growing as a person, and I'm building this business. I'm doing this thing." Deep down, I know it's because I didn't want to think. And what happened was, I started to whir. I was whirring. The reason that Nick missed it is because, as women, we're so good at hiding it. We're Mm -hmm. just busy. How are you? I'm totally fine. How are you? No, I'm amazing. No, honestly, it's fine. It's no bother at all. I'll do that. That's how I. That's how I was. That's how many women are. And of course many men are the same as well men we all wear masks men just wear them in slightly different ways and for me when my faceplant moment came and i just think faceplants is a kind of word um it had been brewing it wasn't people asked me was it one big thing not really it was many many warning shots across the bow i was having panic attacks i remember one day it was during the christmas period and i didn't have my faceplant till the august um I had a panic attack in a supermarket car park because a driver mm. pulled out and beeped at me and gave me the middle finger purely because I was, he was just a horrible man. And I sat in the car and sobbed and I couldn't get out of the car. And that was sort of the first sign. Then one day I had a panic attack and thought I was going to show up on the way into work. I had to get off the train and come back home again. Uh, uh, it was the warning signs were, yeah. were there. Red flags. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I ignored all of them, all of them. And when it finally happened and it actually happened at work because one of the team um pulled me aside one day after the morning meeting. And so I was at Loose Women and she said, can I just have a little word with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she stood in front of me, literally like Wonder Woman in front of a speeding train and just went, stop whatever it is you think you're doing, stop. You're not well. I can see it. And you think you're fooling yourself and you think you're fooling everyone else, but you're not well. And I literally dropped my knees and started crying. And I was so, I was so embarrassed, but I was also so relieved that someone had called me out. And I mean, tears and snow everywhere. It really wasn't very pretty. And then, uh, I kind of got, I had a show to do. So I sort of pulled myself together and I did this, I did lose him in. And you know, this is where two decades of professionalism kick in. No one at home would have even known. And I went home that day and I said to Nick, we need to talk. And I told him everything. I told him everything Mm -hmm. that I've been feeling and hiding and suppressing. I told him my previous experiences that I'd been through that I'd not told anyone. And he was amazing. He said right. We need to, you need to get help. I, this is too yeah. big for me. I don't know how I want to be there for you, but this is too big for me. And, but also we need to do it as a couple. So I went and I had counseling, which was the best thing I could ever have done
0: Yeah, and
3: learned to deal with all of the, all of the bats. So now they're not bat. The bats are not in the box. they have flown away. They're gone. And then we learned as a couple, right. How do we communicate with each other better? How do we how do we never get to a point where we're hiding things just because, you know, we're not sure how the other one will react or we're trying to pretend that we're fine? And when you go to couples counseling from a position of strength, which is what we did because us as a couple, we were great. There's nothing wrong with where we were. It's such a power move because it taught us all these tools of, you know, how not just communication, but also how to argue better You know, we had Mm -hmm. different—we had different love languages. We had different ways of showing love, of receiving love, of understanding the the nuances of of love. So when I say that it was the best thing that ever happened to me, hundred percent, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it changed everything. It made me, as a person, stop and take stock of how I was living my my life, and to stop stop saying yes to things I wanted to say no to. Stop pretending everything was fine and answering with a big bright smile that everything is. Everything's great. Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Stop and say no and pull back. And actually I kind of owned the fact that I'm actually quite shy and I'm actually quite introverted. Stop pretending that you're this uber confident person that is out all the time because it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. Mm. It's exhausting. And actually yeah. I I found myself through it and 100% this girl's on fire wouldn't exist in the capacity that it does now if if it wasn't for the year on my faceplant because I learned so much we'll be
2: right back after this short break ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments
1: Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we?
2: Do you know what? I think so many women can relate to that. And you know what? I do say women because I think it is something in us that we just keep going and going and saying yes and putting on a brave face until we burst, basically, like you say. Um, But I'm so glad that, you know, (laughs) there's a positive that's come from it for you and for all of the women that are part of this Girl is on fire.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important as well to be able to identify it and to be able to talk about it because, like you said, as women, we are the ultimate, you know, get on the treadmill, keep running, just keep on running, doesn't mm. matter what shit's being thrown at us. We don't actually ever say, oh, it's time for me to get off the treadmill now because I need to top up my own, you know, internal kind of glass and make sure that I'm full of all mm. the stuff that feeds me. You know, how can we ever be present and be, you know, um, uh, resilient when it comes to parenting in itself if our glass mm. is empty? It's just, it's just not possible.
3: And I totally agree, Zoe. And I think that so much of it comes from the language that we use around um, female behavior. And I think that it comes from when we're really little, you know, as, as, as little girls, when you think toddlers, they're kind of the same, they all kind of run around crashing into walls and being themselves. And, you know, they're all pretty free. And then from little girls, we're sort of trained to, to, to acquiesce. And to, to, to be good and to be kind and to be gentle and to hold back and with, and withdraw. And, um, I mean, clearly that's a generational thing. Uh, my kids are a lot, are a lot older now. And I'm, I'm quite lucky. I suppose I treated my son and my daughter the, the, the same. They just had different personalities. And actually, it's my daughter who's more outgoing. It just, you know, happens, happens to, to be mm-hmm. that way. But I think that as well in society, women are rewarded for to be. To be quieter, to be gentle, like I say, to to acquiesce, to don't make a to don't make a fuss. And so because of that action and reward, action and reward, it forms a groove in our psyche, which is yeah. that Looking after yourself is selfish, that not pushing everyone else Mm. first is selfish. And yeah, you can be, you can be a boss babe and sort of own that. And, and that's, that's great. But that tends to be in, in one part of your life. That's maybe in your career or, or what have you. But as an all round thing, you're not, you are not. Rewarded is the wrong word, and so is praise. But you are not looked upon favorably yeah. if you don't put everyone else
0: yes. first.
3: And and we we also reward that if you think of the language that we use. Oh, I'm so busy right now. Oh my God, yeah, I'm totally busy. I haven't had a minute to myself. I I know I don't know how you do it No, I don't know how you do it. Oh my God, you know. Oh, the chuckling. What's it like? If if I was having this conversation with someone yesterday, and I said. Could you imagine the re- the reaction that would be if someone said how are you? Oh my god, I'm great. You know what? I actually I'm working less hours at the moment, and I'm earning more money than I ever have. And do you know what? One day a week, I actually, you know, my husband and I take it turns uh, in in turns, and uh, I I just go off and do my own thing for a full day and don't even ring in. And I have no idea how the rest of the house is. And and actually, no, it's and it's I don't
2: all, give a shit. It's all great. Do yeah. you know what? It's so true because you know when you talk about you know the boss babe, and it's always oh you know she's out working for her family not for her because she no. wants to do it and because she wants it makes her feel good it's yeah. oh for the good of the family oh she's doing this for the good of the family or for the good of this or for the good of that not just for herself
3: yeah yeah it's interesting the, to I, of phrase, I, I had this i had this conversation with with my daughter when she was little so she's 15 nearly 16 now and i remember i you know yes when you're little sometimes it would come up in conversation oh mommy why you know why why can't you pick me up from school or do whatever because i'm i'm at work Oh, but why because i pay the bills and we, yeah. you know, I, we need a roof over our head. And and okay, as a child, she sort of understood that. And then as she got a bit older, I, I said to her one day, I can't say to you, try as hard as you can at school. You know, I'm not a pushy mum in terms of I need stray A's, but no, try as hard as you, uh, do your best, just do your best, find something that you love and do your best at it. I can't say that to you and then say, well, I hope you then go on and find something that you really love and, and work in it. What I cannot say is, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, but there's a cutoff point. And it's great that you have all these dreams and ambitions and everything else, but, but sorry, sweetheart, there's a line in the sand that you can't see just yet. But actually mm. at some point, someone will point out to you that all these things that you've longed to do since you were a child, super selfish, because actually you need to put everyone else first. And she was like, well, why would I need to stop? I said, because one day you, you, you know, get married and have a family or or do whatever. And then people will think that you're selfish for wanting what you want. And she said, but that's not fair. I said, exactly. And that's why I work. Because I love what I do. Mm. I love you. I love, I love our family, but I also love what I do. And one day I want you to do that too. I want you to work really hard and enjoy what you do. But you need to keep a bit that's just for you. Mm. And I think, she, I mean, there'll be people might write in and go, oh my God, you're such a selfish cow. But actually that's okay because it works for us and it works in in our house and we all have, you know, different ways. But imagine when you think back on it, we train our girls. We never train our boys. We train our girls to go for it, you know, follow your heart, follow your dreams. There's this invisible cutoff point. And after that, you'll be seen as a selfish cow if you want to carry on. Where's, how's that? How does that work? The thing is,
1: is that it is our responsibility as women to drown out that noise. How empowering would it be if we were the ones that turned around and said, thanks for your comment, but no thanks. Yeah, I'm just going to do my own thing. I remember being at a DJ gig three weeks after Kit was born and somebody messaging me being like, how disgusting. Where's your baby? And I just messaged back saying, oh, I don't know. I've just left the baby on the doorstep. No (laughs) idea. I was like, it's with
3: his father. Fathers don't babysit. I
1: know
2: it's not daddy daycare. They don't babysit. It took two of you to make it. Even having a day to yourself. Like if we're just, if we're showing people that that's what we're doing and actually, do you know what, we're going away on our own, like as husband and wife or with our mates and we're not doing it for, because we need the time or we need the space. We do it because we want to yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That we just want to have fun and and that and that's it. And actually we're not going to think about our families for a couple of days. Like that's fine. Oh my God. it is. I've just spent
1: the last six years being a complete martyr when it comes to these things. Parenting. Or working, parenting or working, parenting or working. And I literally, I feel like my elastic band has just snapped. I am done with it now. I'm going to prioritise manicures, pedicures, girls trips. I'm going to do, I'm going to do stuff for me. I don't, I'm not, it's not just working and parenting that's in our sphere. What about, you know, self-care or friendship or travel mm. or adventure? All of these things that we need to make ourselves feel good. Why do we not, put them? For, I don't understand. And
2: we'd want our kids to do. That's what yeah. I always think. Like we're the role models. So we, why would we do j- do this to ourselves if we wouldn't want our children to do know, that to themselves. But going back to what you
3: said in terms of why don't we do these things, one of the things that I recommend to, and it's in, so I've, I've written four books and three of them have some kind of either self-help or, or, or help attached to them. And one of the things that I recommend that the all anyone does, not just women, is you can go online, you, can, you don't need to look in my books, you can go online and print out A Wheel of Life. Now, do you know what a wheel of life is? So a wheel of life is it's basically a circle, it looks like a dartboard, and it's got different parts to it. And what they what the wheel of life is, is it's basically the sum of of everything that makes us feel good in our lives. So it's it can be family, relationships, spirituality, health, um, finances. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's all those sorts of things. And what you do is you kind of mark yourself out of 10 and you shade it in so you can see it actually as a like a little chart in front of you and it makes you see where you're lacking really clearly because you can see some of them you'll only have one some will have eight and all it does is it asks you to gets you to ask yourself why is this bit so low and mm. it helps you to to see that none none of those things that you've mentioned are selfish actually they're really important because what you need is for the the, the wheel of life to be to be full in order for us to have literally mm. a full and rich life experience and so that's that again that's something i recommend to to the community all all the time so that's what i would say to you you know and you're saying why don't why don't we do these things it's just because you haven't thought about it you're only looking at the two things the parenting and the working you need to literally google it and just print it print i'm gonna it out. do it i'm gonna heading straight to the printer <laughs> after this chat <laughs> yeah just, just <laughs> yeah. Have a go and it will it will all it does is it's a visual representation of where your areas of lack are, and then it will help
2: you to think right. What can I do to fill those up? It's. But do you know what? I really want to ask you about what it's like to have teenagers. Oh yeah, Even when you just said, "Oh, we I've got a teenage girl," I suddenly thought, "Oh my gosh, we're going to have those." And what's it like? But also <laughs> teenage boys. But yeah, please just talk to us. What is it like to have a teenage girl?
3: So we are a blended family. We have. We don't even have four teenagers anymore because two are in their twenties, and uh, the youngest is. 15 nearly 16 and then the middle is uh, 17 and then we've got 20 and nearly 21 what's it like tall toddlers (laughs) 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 toddlers. Uh, it's fascinating because you know if you're a parent of more than one child if you're a parent of one child and it all goes well you kid yourself that you're an amazing parent you may be an amazing parent but you're also really blessed that you have um, quite an easygoing child who who is kind of cool with the your, your lay of the land. And that's brilliant. That's great. When you have four, you realize what worked for one does not work with the other. And then what worked for that one doesn't work with that one. And then what works for that one doesn't work with that one. So you are constantly shape-shifting and trying to find Right, okay, we need to have a sideways conversation with this one because I can see that's you know, a few issues happening there. Right, okay, we've got that one sorted. It's literally like spinning plates, like you're in the circus. That one seems fine, that one seems fine. Okay, that one's <laughs> starting to go a little bit. How we go? Is that one okay? Right. Confidence boosting, confidence boosting. That one needs taking down a peg or two. Spinning, spinning, spinning. And then <laughs> that's how it is. And then every night you get to bed and go, Are they all okay? Are they all, all, I think they're all all right. And then you're unconscious and then you get That's up the the same day as having young again.
2: kids. It's exactly oh the same, gosh. but just a bit shorter. Yeah. Yes. And also, do they go out at night and then do you sleep? Because that no. worries me. Oh, no. 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 And Fine. it's much scarier,
3: actually. And I can remember many years ago, I had this lovely neighbor and I just had my son. So he's the one who's nearly 21. And... I was like, oh my God, you know, I haven't slept and I've got a baby. And then he was a toddler and all this. And she just smiled at me. She was this lovely French lady. And she just said, wait until they're teenagers. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait till they're teenagers. Cause at least, you know, they can look after themselves. And she just They would smiled. sleep in till eleven AM. Now I want to I've moved since then, so I I don't know her. I want to meet her in the street and collapse into her arms and say, I know what you mean. <laughs> because <laughs> they 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 go out and you worry, you worry about the boys you worry about the girls you worry about them not being in a relationship because oh what if something happens and you meet a girl and what if you have a one-night stand and, and then you worry about a girl having that and then you worry about them being in a relationship what does this mean and oh my god what oh, level god. are they at yet and do we need to have that talk yeah we need to have that talk it's it's like it's it is minefield. exactly like having tall toddlers that's what yeah. having teenagers is like but it's also awesome in the same way that also having toddlers you know you look Back at the pictures of them when they're super cute with their little plaster on their fingers and their wonky ponytails, and you think, "Oh, you are adorable," and you sort of forget the screaming in supermarkets and laying on the floor in boots. You know the chemist. Maybe that's just my children. No, God, no, no, yeah. Oh,
1: God, no, 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 no. I mean, ours have done it every single which way, every single shop, every, <laughs> yeah. you know, every single scenario <laughs> where there'd been smashed glasses of, of like may- uh, pots of mayonnaise. Once Kit smashed six in one sitting during one tantrum in the R number
3: six at Sainsbury's, and yeah. that was a real highlight. I remember once Finley having a massive paddy outside the co-op, and. I I was trying to hold him because they were doing that thing. He was doing that thing, trying to run away. And he, clearly there's yeah. a road, so I'm holding on to him. And then my bag burst of my shopping at the oh, same God. time. And I can remember oranges rolling down the street. past this child. And then he dropped to his hands and knees on the floor and started head butting the floor. Oh, and I was God. like, I now don't know what to do because and I'm trying to, pull him up so he's not going to hurt himself and stop the oranges running out into the road. I remember this old lady walked by and tutted. Ugh! She tutted as if, look at you, not in control of your child or your oranges. And I I could have wrestled her to the floor. I was so angry. And I I just said to her, why don't you do something helpful?
1: And she looks at me like, oh. "How oh,
3: very dear. But I just thought if, if, and now if I if I see you know if I see a mum wrestling a headbutting child to the floor you know or or trying to get them off the floor, I stop and help. I would pick up the oranges for her and go and get her another plastic bag, and then I'd probably buy her a muffin and say, just pop this in your handbag and. You're doing great. It's really hard. It's all good. You will come out the other side of this. But do not step over said toddler and tut. That is the worst thing you can do.
1: I mean, oh God, I God. love everything that you're about. I think, I think Andrea McLean for uh, PM. There's, yeah, a, there's, a, there's sure. an opening, isn't there? Oh,
3: <laughs> there is an what? opening. Should you want, want it? A job? <laughs> I know. She she imagine. Want it. Everybody hates you. Everybody. And no matter what you do, it's always wrong. Actually, it's very like being a parent of teenagers. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, you'll be fine. You've got loads of experience. Perfect match. <laughs> you're hired. <Yeah. laughs>
1: um, before we say goodbye, um, we would love to hear your products that you swear by. So, anything that you're using at the moment, anything that you've used on the
3: kids over the years. I stumbled across this. Uh, I, th- I can't remember how, but anyway, it might be an Instagram or an article, and it's a. Uh, can you? Th- I've got, I'm quite, I look after my skin. I've looked after my skin my whole life. Your the skin is amazing. I, I'm Well, I've, I had terrible acne when I was a teenager and it taught me the habit of really taking care of my skin and, and everything else. So now in my fifties, I'm, it's done me good actually taking care of it. Cause I'm not trying to fix bad habits from before, but I use this, it's like a tinted moisturizer serum called Lumen. I am not on their books. It, I, this is literally, you know, I'm yeah. not working for them. But I get it from Amazon. And it's not very expensive. But the amount of people who stop me and say, your skin has a really nice sheen to it. And I practically whisper it, go on Amazon. It's called Lumen, L-U-M-E-N-E. It's, it's not expensive. Ooh. As in, it's not like dirt cheap is not expensive. It lasts for ages. You just have a little pipette, do a little bit of rubbing in. I just rub it in like you know face cream and you don't need foundation or anything you just gives you a
2: nice wow. little sheen.
1: it's so good so good oh i've literally
3: gone for a swimming
1: foundation this morning and my skin doesn't look anywhere near as good as you. i yeah mean, your, your skin is really amazing whoa
3: yeah no so all our kids we uh we have find my friend or find my phone or whatever yeah. that's actually really handy because then i can see all oh, right you're where you said you were not in a not in a kind of oppressive mum way just as in right i'm reassured okay you're you're all right so that's for teenagers but for smaller children this is again a a tip someone maybe has a toddler growing up into you know whatever they're called when they're slightly older than toddlers and not quite little kids um so amy had a little rabbit you know the it's kind of got like a a head and then it's a bit of material like oh like a sucky Yeah. Uh, Like um, a comforter.
2: A comforter.
3: That's it. And so she was given it as a gift and it was this rabbit that she totally loved. Now, I remember my mum telling me the story of my sister had blankie and it it was hell on earth if she ever left blanket anywhere. So blankie, oh my God, blankie. So I found the shop where this bunny rabbit was from and I bought eight of them. And what I did was just... I would just keep washing them. And then I would, when she was asleep, I'd kind of go, replace it, wash that one. And I had them all washed so that they all smelled a bit and were all soft. And what that meant was if one got left behind, the world didn't end. So you weren't like getting off an airplane okay. going, oh my God, I've left it in the pocket thing. You could whip one out of your bag. So that's one top tip. If you if they gravitate to something that they love, buy loads of them and hide them. Such I a good idea. because
1: Luna's still got Olfi. Do you remember Olfie, yeah, George? I do. olfie came, came free with bio cult vitamins that turned up to the house. Alfie's been with us for six years. He's now got only one ear because she sucked the other ear off and she's sick soon and she <laughs> won't go anywhere without. It used to be called Sucky Bunny, but then I was like, I think we need to rename him. Do you
2: know what? I failed here because Gigi's got an elephant. We left it on holiday. A couple that we met on holiday actually ended up bringing it back. But in the meantime, I'd bought another one and she went, that's not my elephant. And I thought.
1: She's so bloody fussy, that one.
2: And that's because I didn't get them all in one time and just keep rotating them. Yeah, they need to smell terrible, to be honest, but they need to smell
3: I mean, sometimes bunny, you'd, you'd be like,
0: oh, because yeah. it
3: smells of dribble and baby rank. milk. And, and It's just bad. Gusting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Top it. And I feel like you've given loads of advice, but we always like to ask our guests, what is the best piece of advice you've been given as a parent or that you'd give to another parent?
3: It's the piece of advice that I would put to all parts of your life, not just parenting. And it is that this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something I try and live by so that whether it is a really beautiful moment that you're having with your child, as in it's all worked, you know, they've, they've, they've gone down, they've gone to bed, their heads smell lovely, they're sleeping and you've come downstairs and you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, you never think, oh, I've cracked it because, you know, sorry, you, you haven't, it, you're just having a good day. <laughs> you never crack it. Um, but you, is to remind yourself, this too will pass. So enjoy it, savor it, really, 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 let it sink in that you've had a good day. And then on those moments where they are lying on a pavement outside the co-op and your bag of shopping has burst and the oranges are rolling down the street and an old lady is tutting you, this too shall pass. It won't. It won't last forever. And then it's something that older ladies say all the time. And I mean, nana's like me. I'm not a nana, but you know what I mean. You will look around <laughs> in a blink. A I'm not a nana, but you will look round in a blink and go, wow suddenly they're older and they're leaving home how did that happen so mm. this too shall pass embrace the good bits and remind yourself that the bad bits will pass oh, what love a lovely that. way to end today's podcast thank you so much for coming on
1: i knew it was going to be special but it really was fantastic to chat to you we loved it thank you oh thank, thank
3: you for having Come me thank soon. you so much for having me could talk to you guys all day what a complete
1: and utter hero what a oh great conversation
2: i know so- so insightful and also I just love what she's doing like doing for women as well and like we said in the intro like to step away from a huge job like hosting loose women to do something you're really passionate about and also as well like she was really honest in the fact that she needs to monetize it and she needs to you know it it, it needs to be a business for her like it's a labor of love and she does love doing it but it has to yeah, she, she, you know, she needs to be able to pay her bills in in some way. Um, but gosh, mm. it, it sounds like what a fantastic resource and something that we've needed probably for so long.
1: Yeah, and I, I think as well, I, I really, I really resonated with so much of the advice that she was giving and the trigger points to look out for and the red flags that we just ignore. You know, mm-hmm. we may be feeling extreme levels of stress, you know, anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, rage, cry, all that stuff. And we just, these red flags are just coming at us left, right and centre. And we're just like, no, we're fine. Absolutely fine. You want me to do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, you want me to go there and do that? Oh, you want me to drive all those hours and do that? Yeah, no, no, fine, fine. fine. And it's like, at some point, fine just becomes not okay
2: not fine. Um, and, and do you really think taking well, that time to identify
1: it's so important
2: like we almost sometimes feel lucky to feel stressed like how lucky that we're in you know we're in demand that we're so busy and we're wanted by so many people it's weird isn't it like you almost feel lucky to feel stressed and then when you take a step back from it you think mm. what the fuck like, oh. that's not that's not a normal way to live
0: yeah like it's really
2: not like to have like pain in your chest and like that heavy feeling all the time like so many of us just walk around like that like like it's just normal
1: I I just I've I've really really I don't know if you've experienced this at all during a parenting journey but I've done such a big wake up I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. finally awake from what I've been giving and what has what in turn what it's been taking from me so I feel like I'm in finally quite a strong position to be able to reflect and look back on. As you do as parents, you know, the first six years of my parenting life have just been giving, 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 giving. It's not just the kids, everything, you know, mm-hmm. keeping the marriage going, keeping the work going, keeping the kids going. And, uh, you know, like she was talking about, just them printing off you know the pie chart of life and looking at the fact that it's just work and just parenting It's is the most unhealthy place to live in i'm just not going to spend the rest of my life doing that i'm, no, not. I'm not i'm going to print that bloody thing off and i'm going to work out you know what what more i can do for myself just because yeah. I want to
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 totally what makes you happy I think that it's so important and we forget like forget about it so much like what is it yeah. like we it's weird actually you say like six years we've been parents six yeah. years I feel like I've blinked and I'm here I know. I don't want the next six years to be like that. I really, really don't. They need to, I don't know, something needs to change for sure.
1: I'm going to start doing athletics again. I'm going to get back in the track. That makes me so happy to get my trainers on and do do my like track training, which I haven't done for years and years and years. I, and, and, and the whole time, I, every time I thought about doing it, I was like, well, I can't because it'll probably be like a night's training and maybe something on a sudden. I was like, no, fuck it. I'm doing it now. Yeah, uh, they, they can look after themselves. No, it doesn't look after them.
2: I'd love to say I'd join you, but I won't won't be joining you It'll be something else for you no. that will be a punishment to me but that's why we're all different exactly thank you so much for listening
1: to the podcast as always if you do have time to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow that would massively help us as well
2: yeah please do and as we always say our DMs are open we try and answer as many as we can so do if you've got any suggestions for guests topics you'd like us to cover in our Friday Q&As then do just drop us a message over on Instagram we're on at Made by Mamas. And we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production. And today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason.
3: Insanity Group. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.